friends, I'm Gwen. And I'm Jacqueline. Welcome to Talk Bookish to Me, the podcast where friends get together and talk about books. Happy Monday, everybody. Today, we're going to share tips and tricks to read more during the academic year. Whether you're a teacher or professional heading back to the office, working from home still, or a stay-at-home parent trying to juggle your kid's schedule, we're here to help you stay on track with your reading goals. Before we jump into our tips and tricks, let's talk about our current reads. Okay, so before we jumped on here to record today, I actually, you know, opened up Google as I normally do, and I saw the new doodle that Google did. And I was intrigued, so I flipped through it. You know the little picture that comes up, like when you go to Google, and it has the little picture, and then yeah. like sometimes it's just like a stationary picture, but today's was like a scroll through, like it had several slides. And I'm always interested, and I noticed that Google is doing more black people in their doodles. So I was like, who is this? Let me click through and see if, because I always try to guess. You know, I try to guess who it is. Um, so I clicked through and I was like, yeah, I have no idea. So then they always have like an article linked to the Google um, Doodle or whatever. And today's Google Doodle was about Jackie Orms, who is the first African-American woman cartoonist. Oh, wow. And she is the creator of the Torchy Brown comic strip and Patty, Joe, and Ginger panel, which I haven't heard of either of those um i've never even heard of her so i felt like i'm already educating myself first thing this morning how awesome is that um and then there was a the cart the illustrator who did the google doodle um her name is liz montague she's from philadelphia and she was just so honored that she got this opportunity to do it and it was so meaningful for her because you know the cartoons, the comic strips centered around black people, like black women. And when the artist was doing this back in the mid 20th century and having like black characters be the center of that, like that was a big deal. And to have like, you know, black people. So like kids can see a comic with black people in it. So I just thought it was like so, so, so interesting. And I was like, how have I never heard of this before? So I was reading that online. I just wanted to throw that in there because I thought that was really interesting. But the novel that I am reading is Anxious People by Frederick Bachman. And I don't know, Jacqueline, have you ever read a book by this this author before? No, and I'm not going to. Okay, so, okay. (laughs) From what I've heard already, I just know that he's not the author for me. His, right, okay, he's a Swedish writer, and all of his books are translated, of course, for us to have in the U.S., and I can never explain his writing style. I guess he does, like, either, like, fiction realistic stuff or fiction satire humor stuff. So I'm reading Anxious People, which was also one of the book of the month picks for this month for September, and... I'm more than a little bit halfway through the novel and it's just so hard to narrow down like the writing style and like explain it to someone. Um, So the story is about a group of people that are held hostage um, during an apartment viewing, but how it's written is funny. (laughs) And like, you wouldn't think like this hostage thing would be funny, but it just is hilarious. But it also has really good social commentary on like, um, parent child relationships. And you know, other things like it's just, it's such a mix of like, real stuff. But like, you're taking a serious subject matter and making it 
like I have found myself literally laughing out loud reading this and I'm like but am I enjoying it do I think it's a five-star read no (laughs) so it's just it's so weird but it's good is it like the movie Zombieland like you know how I've never seen that okay well it's like it's almost like the walking dead where it's like zombies and people are dying but it's a comedy See, it's not a comedy. He, he, okay, so he'll start talking about something, but then he, and I don't know if it's just this book. This is only my second Frederick Bachman novel. Mm -hmm. Um, But he, he'll start talking about something and then he goes off on a tangent and he's talking about that. But then he's like, oh yeah, but back to this thing. And you're like, what? <laughs> like, this was a serious thing you were talking about. Like, why did you talk about, like, this rant? I don't know. It's so hard to describe. So I would recommend that if anybody has read Frederick Bachman, please reach out to us on email, on Instagram, and let us know, like, your hot takes on his writing. Because I've read interview after interview, and I've researched his writing style, and I'm like... I still can't describe it. So, yeah, I I mean, more than the story to me, it's just the writing style. It's very distinct. Yeah. Very distinct. So, yeah, that's what I'm reading. (laughs) What are you reading? Um, I am about to start The Familiar Dark by Amy Engel, which is the uh, same author that wrote The Roanoke Girls, which you guys know that I am a huge fan of that book. Yeah, and this book is actually, like, really tiny. I think it's only... It's right above like 200 pages, like 225 or something like that. But everybody has been telling me to read it. Um, I'm doing it for a like secret TBR thing that I'm doing and I am excited. I don't know if I'm going to like it though. It's about this mother whose like daughter was murdered and I guess it's about kind of like a mother's love and it's a small town like that type of story which I feel like normally I don't really go for those type of small town crime thrillers but I have legit had so many people reach out to me begging me to read it saying that they think that they're that I'm going to love it that they loved it themselves so I don't know maybe this is going to be one where I'm like you know maybe this is something that I like but since I love the Roanoke Girls I, I had wanted to read more from this author and I think this is only her second book that's out I think um it did come out I think just this year so I'm excited that's good I hope you like it I mean at least it's short so you're not investing like 400 500 pages at least if you like this book (laughs) and I'm listening to the audiobook while I read it so yeah that's that's great okay so now let's get into our tips for reading more when your schedule seems impossible and of course this doesn't have to be during the academic year this could be during the holidays or whatever i just specifically myself got a question about how to read more during the academic year because i know there's always a shift for people that have kids or teachers admin um, people that teach in colleges or you know work at a college like yourself Um, there always just seems to be a shift in schedule so i wanted to answer this question so tip number one i would say is to set a goal for yourself Everyone's different, um, and you need to find something that will fit you and what works for you. Um, It should be challenging, yet attainable, and a couple of ideas that I have for this is either setting a monthly TBR, you know, picking out the specific books that you hope to tackle that month. Maybe you want to read one book a week or even something as simple as read before you go to bed every single night. Yeah, and along with that, I would say that if you are setting a monthly TBR, I would set it 
lower than your expectations because I sometimes will stress myself out if I'm like, ooh, I'm gonna read 10 books this month, but in reality, most of the time, maybe I'm only reading like five or six. You feel a lot more better about yourself if you set the goal to where you know that you'll be able to accomplish it and not too far above what you think you can accomplish. Exactly. So tip number two is break down your book into manageable chunks. Um, Like say you're reading a 600 page book, like that's the one book you really hope to accomplish this month, but it just seems really daunting. If you want to have it finished by the end of the week or the end of two weeks, um, if you break it down for a week, if you read 86 pages a day, you'll get it done. So what I do is I tab my books by chapter breakdown or page breakdown. Sometimes it has parts that helps as well. And I see myself making it closer and closer to that tab and it pushes me to finish that portion. And I often find myself starting on the next day pages to keep ahead. Like I'm like, ooh, if I start reading tomorrow's pages, but then I do that every single day and then I'm done before my initial goal is finished. Yeah, that's a really good tip. And I've actually seen in your videos, I've seen your little uh, post-it notes or whatever. So I I thought that's what you were doing. And that's really good for a visual person like myself because that's one of the reasons why I don't like eBooks as much because I like to be able to see how many pages I have left. And so if you're if you're just focusing on like the next post-it note, I feel like that's really good. It looks like, oh, I only have, you know, 25 pages and not, okay, I have 300 pages left of this book. I find ebooks to be so deceiving because it will say you have like 25% left and then the actual book ends in like 5% and then that other 20% is like author's notes, mm-hmm. glossary, like whatever else they put at the end and I'm like how did it end? I did not think I was that close <laughs> to that. So I agree. Definitely having that visual helps for I me as be, well. I must be reading the opposite ebooks as you because I feel like I'm always like, okay, I'm at 99%. Can this end, please? <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay, so tip number three is to take a social media detox day. I have done this before and I'm always amazed at how much reading but also other things I can get done in a day if I'm not tempted to open my social media apps. So I usually try and schedule one of the days I'm off from work instead of doing it, you know, if I'm working I only have, you know, a couple hours not at work. So it's better to schedule it on a day that you have off. I usually turn my phone on do not disturb. You can set up your notifications if you want to get specific text messages in like from your husband or something you want to make sure that you get those messages or you can also delete all the social media apps for that day. So I've I've done that before. I've uninstalled Facebook, Instagram because you find that you I don't know your body it's like muscle memory like even though if you're not trying to open up the Facebook app if you just have that like couple minutes that you're not doing something productive at that moment I my muscle memory like I will just open up the app and I'm like what am I doing on here (laughs) exactly exactly yeah so I actually got this idea I read a book called digital minimalism and it talked about how we are addicted to like seeing those notifications you know how like on Facebook you'll like refresh all the time or you're scroll for a really long time even if nothing is happening, even if you just checked it a minute beforehand. And so I really liked that book just because it it talked about that and it really made me think about how much time am I spending on social media? And for some phones, like I have an Android phone and I actually can go in and it tells me how many hours I've spent on my phone 
per apps and it's embarrassing to say but like a lot of times it's like five hours can you believe that like think of how much reading you could get done <laughs> yeah I have an iPhone and it tells me my weekly screen time yeah. and it, it doesn't tell me specifically per app I don't know if I could change it to make it do that but it will say like social media education you know, phone yeah. usage or whatever. And yet it's a little embarrassing sometimes. Yeah. So when I do the social detox day and I don't have my phone around me or like say I have my phone in a different room, I've always found that I can get a lot more reading done because my mind is so crazy. It works. So I don't know. I don't know if it's a woman thing or what, but I will be sitting and reading and I'll be like, Ooh, I need to look this up on Amazon or, you know, I need to Google this thing that obviously doesn't have anything to do with the book. And then I go to reach my, for my phone and I'm like oh well it's either you know off I turned it on airplane mode or it's across the room or whatever it is and I'm like okay I'll keep reading and then you get way more reading done (laughs) yeah it's nice okay tip number four is to make reading a priority I think this is a simple tip but I don't think that people understand that when I say that I read 10 books and you're like how are you reading 10 books well I didn't binge anything on Netflix I didn't, you know, catch the new Taylor Swift album and binge it a thousand times. So Something's by simply, wrong if you didn't do that, <laughs> by simply substituting reading when you would be watching TV or, like Jacqueline said, scrolling through Instagram and reading instead, you'll get more reading done. So you have to set aside the time to make it a priority. It has to be, you know, above other things that you like to do as well. If you want to read more, make it a priority, you'll read more. Tip number five is back to getting rid of social media apps is to use productivity apps such as Forest. And I know Jacqueline and I have both both used this. It allows you to put your phone down and read. With Forest, you grow trees in an imaginary forest and you get to set the timer for how long you want to read or be productive. Now there is different modes, like there's a mode that you can check your phone still, like if you get like a phone call or you need to check other apps, but then there is that deep focus mode, which I think is really great at night when you're not expecting any phone calls or anything like that. Um, You can even do it with friends. And if anybody messes with their phone you kill these imaginary trees so I basically really like it because it challenges you to build this imaginary forest but the forest team partners with a real tree planting organization called trees for the future to plant real trees on earth and when users that use the app spend virtual coins they earn in the app on planting real trees so when you plant trees over a period of time you get these like virtual coins that you can use to spend on like other things within the app Um, you don't have to spend any like real life money um, for the trees or anything but they once you spend those virtual coins they use that for real trees and then they donate that to their partner and create planting orders for real trees so it's kind of like you're doing something productive for yourself but then you also feel like you're helping out like the world as a whole so I think it's also fun because it's almost like a game you know it's like how long can I go without checking my phone and like I said if you're doing it with friends set a timer say okay for an hour because that's who you're on social media with You're, you're messaging your friends on Facebook you're looking at their Instagram and instead of doing that just set it aside and say hey for the next hour we're not gonna check each other's updates we're gonna do forest let's plant some trees 
and get some reading done. The other cool thing is that different people kind of earn different plants. Isn't it that the more that you do it, you get to like earn, I don't know, like a Japanese blossom tree or something. And so especially if you do it with friends, if they're starting it, then you get to grow whatever like special trees that they have. So your forest can be not just, you know, one tree. Yeah. And I feel like the the longer that you go, you get more coins as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there's lots. I mean, I just, that's just one. There's definitely others. I just prefer the forest because I'm like a plant mom. So I like my trees. I like my bushes. So this was like the perfect productivity app for me. Okay. Tip number six is to not be afraid to DNF a book and read something that you actually are in the mood for. I know that. Yeah, me and Gwen, we are queens of DNFing. We believe that there's nothing wrong with putting a book down that you're just not feeling. Cause like when you put it down, when you DNF, that doesn't mean that you have to DNF it forever. Maybe, maybe there is a book that you want to DNF forever and that's okay too. But there are plenty of times where both of us have DNF'd books and it was just because we weren't in the mood or, you know, there was something else that maybe, you know, I don't know, you just got a book delivered to your house and you really want to read that book. And that is totally okay to put the book down and pick up something else that you think that you will like reading better. I know that with myself, I have to be in the mood for what I'm reading to actually read more. So if I am like trying to stick to a TBR or I'm doing a readathon with certain prompts and I don't have that many books that fit into those prompts, it really hurts my reading. Whereas now I haven't been making a lot of TBRs and I've just kind of been picking up whatever I've been wanting to. And I've been reading a lot more, which I really love. And then also you want to make sure that maybe it's the genre that you're in the mood for, not just like the book, but sometimes I'm really in the mood for a thriller or I'm really in the mood for a romance. And I think that almost like, you know how people say that you should like eat what you're in the mood for. Like, I feel like it's also healthy to read what you're in the mood for too. And I think that my ratings from books definitely change whether I was in the mood for that book as well. I agree. I couldn't agree more. Like DNFing changed my life. There always comes this point if I'm not enjoying a book and I'm thinking to myself, should I DNF this book? Mm -hmm. The answer is always yes. And don't you feel that like relief come off of you? Yes. Because (laughs) the thing is, like you said, you don't have to DNF it. You don't have to get rid of it permanently. It doesn't have to leave your life. You can always go back to it. It's right there. But the fact just relieving that pressure, that stress of forcing yourself to read something that you're either not in the mood for, you're not enjoying. Like you said, you just got a brand new book in the mail that you're more excited to read. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, there are times that you are forced to read certain books for school, for work, for certain challenges that you're participating in. And, And, you know, there is a time and place to force yourself to read certain things. But to read more, that is not the time. That is not the time. Which if you are having to like read something for school, I would go back to the tip that Gwen said about using like the post-it notes because that's something that would really help with your motivation if you absolutely have to read the book that you're currently reading. Yes, and this next tip, tip number seven, find a friend to buddy read with. Not Whether me, it's though. something for school. <laughs> okay, guys, let's be, <laughs> let's be transparent here. Jacqueline... 
I don't know I'm if the she's worst the best buddy, person to yeah, buddy read yeah, with. I am the worst buddy reader ever, and I am totally honest about it. <laughs> I have never ran into, like, a super problem with buddy reading because I do the tab system, and that really works for me. Um, but if you find a friend to buddy read with, friends, book clubs, in person or online, there's Goodreads book clubs, um, someone that you find on BookTube, someone in your life, your friend, your coworker. This way, you're checking in with that person. They're checking with you, letting you know the process. You're just discussing the book as you read and it keeps you accountable and that's why I really like the tab method because I know where to stop and talk to them about what I've read in that part so I'm not spoiling them as well but I also know they're coming to me saying I read this section what do you think so I have to have my pages read so I think like if you're at work or you know you're at school like team up with a friend hey let's tackle this book on coding together let's tackle this huge classic that I have no interest in together all right tip number eight is to read at different times of the day read with your morning cup of coffee or tea read while you're waiting in line at the grocery store or bank read on your lunch break I tried this one and I got so much reading done I only had a 30 minute lunch break so I made sure that I packed myself a lunch that I could take to my car because I didn't have enough time to go anywhere else so I would heat up my food grab it go out to my car with my book boom read for 20 minutes and that was 20 pages so I really liked this read while you're waiting for a pot of water to boil read while you're working out music is awesome but audiobooks changed my life I started going to the gym last November and I started with music because it's motivating pumps me up but then I was like I'm wasting time listening to music when I need to finish this book. So I switched over to audiobooks and that was, you know, 30 minutes on the treadmill, 40 minutes on a treadmill, that's 30 to 40 minutes of reading. So basically five to 10 minutes here and there, it adds up over the day and it really adds up over the course of a week. And if you do that, you'll get more reading done. Especially if, you are, if you're listening to the audiobook and you're able to put it on a faster speed too, like that would definitely help. Yeah, I love bumping up the speed to be like the speed that I read. And it's interesting because I find that once I like I'm reading at this pace, I bump it up to that. After I listen to it for a little bit at that speed, I find I can bump it up like one or two more sometimes. I know. So that happened to me the other day. I was listening to something (laughs) and it was at two times the speed and I was like did I not bump this up? Is this on regular speed right now? Like I, I <laughs> didn't even know it was on two times the speed. And then yeah. I looked and I was like, oh, it's already <laughs> fast forwarding. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So tip number nine is to use block scheduling. And this is something that I started when quarantine first started because I had so much extra time and I wasn't getting anything done because I wasn't you know, making sure I was getting stuff done during a certain time period. So that definitely had stressed me out because I always like to be a productive person. And so in my bullet journal, I created a routine or some people call it like block scheduling or a routine. It goes by a bunch of different names. But what I did is I created like a whole day's worth of a schedule broken down in like hour or sometimes half hour increments. And then I highlighted those chunks of time where I wanted to get certain things done. So for instance, if I wanted to enjoy my cup of coffee in the morning, then from 8 to 8.30, I was enjoying my cup of coffee in the morning. If I wanted to get chores done, then I picked a specific time, like from 1 to 3 o'clock, 
all I was supposed to do was get chores done during that time. And then I also made it for reading. So from, you know, maybe it was 6 p.m. at night to 8 p.m. at night. Or I remember I did one in the afternoon so I could also sit in the sun and get my like daily sunshine. And during that specific time period, I read. I wasn't on my phone. I didn't bring my phone out. And so if you do have those like specific time blocks, I know it might be a little hard if you have like kids, but maybe once you put the kids to bed, spend one hour of time where you only are reading during that time period, not cleaning up the dishes, unless you're like doing audiobooks, that would work. But you know, you, you want to block out that time period just for that instead of having three hours of time and being like, okay, I need five, I have to get five things done during this period of time because reading is probably not going to be one of them. If you have problems with like remembering that, you can set alarms on your phone. So I know that maybe it was like, okay, an hour I was going to get cleaning done. And it's amazing how much like more you're productive when you are on that like timer. So it was like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to get all this stuff done in an hour. And then, okay, let me see how much reading I can do in an hour. So you can set those alarms so that way you can get it done during that time period. I think it's like making it a game for yourself. Mm-hmm. I used to do this, like I'm a, I'm a pre-K teacher and I would always tell them like, okay guys, let's see how fast we can do it. And I would like count them down and they would get so excited. And I feel like that's what setting a timer for like us does. You know, yeah. it like challenges us to like, let's see how much I can actually get done in this hour. Yeah, and it's very focused. I think where this came from was, I actually didn't go to school, but in school they talk about how like, you know, you have like block periods, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so like, okay, during this block period, you're working on science. You're not thinking about, or you're not supposed to be, I guess. You're not thinking about math. You're not thinking about reading. And then when that's over, then you go to the next period and okay, now it's gym. So you're focused on gym. It's supposed to help, I guess, with just your mentality also. So that way you're not just you know, reading and being like, okay, I'm thinking about this and I have to do this and I have to do this. You're like, okay, I already got my chores done during those other two hours. This is my time for reading. And when, as soon as this alarm goes off, then I can focus on the other things that I have to do today. The last tip that we have here for you today, tip number 10, and this one is my favorite, and that's to listen to the audiobook while you are reading along physically. So you have the book in your possession, but you also find the audiobook, whether through your library app or something like that, scribbed, any way you can get your hands on it, and you listen to it while you're reading it. And I finally convinced Jacqueline to try this. I think she's converted. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> this was a game changer for me, literally. It allowed me to read faster because I had the audio and was able to bump up the speed to match my reading. And I focused more on what I was reading instead of having that like squirrel moment, yeah. you know, that you sometimes get. So I wasn't distracted as much. Maybe it sounds weird, but I highly recommend you try it. And then you have to come back and let me know what you think because life-changing for me. It really is life-changing because I actually didn't like audiobooks. It's really hard for me to focus on them. I can't, like, I can't clean and listen to an audiobook. I will just zone out of the whole audiobook. But with reading it physically and listening to the audiobook, number one, I actually think I get more connected to the characters because there's a voice behind them, especially if they do a really good, you know, audiobook broadcast yeah Mm -hmm. and so yeah I I like the characters more because I feel like 
I'm actually listening to them talking, but then the distraction thing is a huge thing for me. Even when I'm reading physically, my mind still will wander. Like I said earlier about like, oh, I'll be like, what do I want to get on Amazon? But with listening to the book, there's not all those stopping moments. So, you, you know, the, the audiobook keeps going. So I'm like, right. oh, wait, I'll just think about that later. Like, I need to follow this page. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I like being able to bump it up with my script. I can bump it up to three, which is actually my reading speed. And so you're ma- you're having this, you know, fast reading speed and you're not having any distractions. And I have been knocking out, like I work which I drive two hours a day to go to work. I I work 29 hours a week, but with the drive, I'm literally away from my house for 40 hours. And I've been able to accomplish three books a week now, along with all the YouTube and podcast and book club and all that stuff. So it made a huge difference. See, I converted her, you guys. You have (laughs) to try this out. Um, I just, it is, it's my favorite tip. Like you said, less distraction, more concentration. The book keeps going, you know, even if you start to drift off. So you're like, oh no, let me get back into it. So speaking of the audiobooks, Gwen, is there any like certain ways that you're able to get them without like spending a lot of money on them? Well, I have a couple of free options for you. Um, Through my library, you connect your library card to a couple of apps and you can get audiobooks that way. The ones that I use are Overdrive or Libby. It started with Overdrive, but they kind of did the new Libby app and it's like new and fresh and different. It's so they're, like pretty. They're, yeah, they're the same app, but you can find different things on different apps I have found. Um, I don't know if they're still like transferring things over to Libby, but Overdrive and Libby for sure. But also Hoopla. That's also a place I read a lot of like graphic novels and comics, but they mm-hmm. also have audiobooks on there as well. Yeah, and I just learned that NetGalley has just recently announced like doing audiobooks. So NetGalley is a free service it's like a website where you can request advanced reading copies from publishers and authors and then you kind of it's like you build up this percentage so that way the publishers will want to actually approve you for more and more reads so you are being a reviewer like you can't just request a bunch of things and then just not read them and you won't be getting more but I have been working up my percentage because the higher you keep it and the more that you read the more really popular copies of books that you'll get given and so they just did audiobooks and so you can go on there and now you can request audiobooks which would be great because then you even though it's an advanced copy you could still wait to read it until it actually gets published and then do your review and so there's definitely a couple on there that I requested so that way I can read them and read the physical copy along with them yeah that's that's really great I'm happy to see more people branching out to audiobooks because I just think it helps so moving on to my number one page recommendation for you guys. Let's talk about the one I'm not going to mention. The one I'm not going to mention is a little bit more expensive and you only get one book a month. You get one credit a month and you can use that on an old title or a new title, but you only get one and it's $14.99. But we're not going to talk about that one. The one I am going to talk about is Scribd and Scribd is only $8.99 a month and I can give you two months free so you can join Scribd and you can read up to like three 
brand new releases a month. The backlist seems unlimited. Have you used this service, Jacqueline? Yeah, so I actually only really use Scribd for audiobooks because you can do ebooks and you can do audiobooks on it. And I definitely listen to as many audiobooks as I can on there. It is around like three or four of the newer titles and then you can read older titles unlimited like it really is unlimited for the older titles and I think that it's just such a great deal because $8.99 like literally if you just <laughs> would get credits from other audiobook services like I even tried audiobooks.com but it's still $15 per credit which to me is just way too expensive especially if you're trying to read the physical copy and do the audiobook it's like double the price you know yeah you're buying the book and then you have to buy the the credit or whatever like that so I definitely recommend Scribd um, it also has like magazines and stuff on there as well so it just has so much good stuff on there so I'm gonna offer you guys two free months using my link which will be in the description of this podcast Jumping into our week ahead, Jacqueline, I want to know how your work-life balance is going and if you have anything fun and exciting on the horizon this week. I think I just have work (laughs) (laughs) and like all of the normal things that I do, Um, but the balance has been a lot better actually. I think that it's just really great that I dropped down to part-time, so I'm working four days in a row, usually over the whole weekend, and then I have like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off to get everything else that I need to get done, but it's, it's, it's enough. Like I'm getting stuff done and then I'm having, you know, a little bit of time to also just kind of do nothing, if that makes sense, you know, like binge watch something on Netflix. But then I also feel like I've been getting a lot of reading done because of the tips that we've mentioned, especially the audiobook mm-hmm. one. So I have just been feeling really productive actually, like with being able to get videos out on YouTube and they're like really good quality in my opinion. And so I've just been really proud of myself for doing all of this stuff, but still not being overwhelmed and stressed. <laughs> yeah, I think you have. You, you, Like I said in the last episode, you have the craziest schedule of anybody I know and how you're able to manage. I think it goes back to all the tips we talked about, even with the block scheduling, even though we were talking about reading more, mm-hmm. that's also just a way to be productive. The productive app, Forest, put your yeah. phone aside, delete social media, like all of these tips help with reading more but they also help in just productivity yeah as a whole and I want to say really quickly just as like a little extra bonus tip is sometimes you don't need to read more like maybe you just need to take a break and I know that I have been there especially when quarantine first happened like that really affected just my mental and emotional health in general and I I couldn't read like I tried to read and I just couldn't and like that's okay too like you don't have to you know, if you're trying to be like a booktuber and you see a booktuber that reads like, you know, 30 books a month, like that doesn't have to be you. Like reading one book a month is still okay. Or reading zero books a month is still (laughs) okay too. You don't want to take the fun out of like reading. And so sometimes we make this like a job or like a chore. You don't want to do that. Yeah, this is not my job. (laughs) This is my (laughs) hobby. Let's try to keep it that way. So I really like that bonus tip. So what about you? Do you have anything planned for this week? Well, I'm still working on balancing my schedule, finding the days that I really want to focus heavily on social media things, the podcast, my YouTube channel, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm still finding that balance. I think I'm doing better than I was last time, but slowly but surely wins the race one thing though is i have been avoiding housework Uh all summer (laughs) 
all summer. <laughs> I have just been avoiding it. I, I still, like, in my head, I feel like it was March for, like, yeah. five months. And I was, like, going to go back to work. And then I was going to finish off the school year. And then I was going to have summer. But, like, Gwen, summer is over. It's yeah. fall now. <laughs> like, I, I, I just have September. to get my life together. So, for some reason, now is the time to get my house in order. Um, I have been donating stuff. I have been organizing. I have actually been, like, cleaning and vacuuming and dusting all of the things. Um, I'm moving furniture around in my house. And I, this is a big project. I have not convinced my husband yet, but I'm hoping to flip two rooms in my Ooh. house. I'm going to be switching my library slash guest bedroom mm-hmm. and my office because okay. the guest room library is actually the bigger room. But now that my husband is working from home, I'm working from home. I have the podcast now. I really need like... I just would feel better in the bigger room. We were in our office more than we're in the guest bedroom. So, yeah, it just makes sense to make the guest bedroom the smaller room. Um, So, yeah, it it will be an undertaking. But I'm ready for the challenge. So, yeah, maybe that's that's going to happen. (laughs) Yeah, that's so exciting. I decorated for fall today. Oh, fun. Yeah, I mean, with it being, like, September, I'm just I'm like, so ready for all of the fall things. I have noticed, like, not every day, but the weather is cooling down mm-hmm. in the mornings. Like, sometimes I need a little hoodie, and I'm, like, living. I've been loving it. I've been burning candles. And yes. This is my favorite time of the year. Like, this and Christmas, oh. legit. Like, just this is like going to save 2020. December. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, for real, though. Like, that <laughs> September through December are my yes. favorite favorite months. Yes. Ever. Yes, definitely. <laughs> we hope today's tips help you tackle your TBR. If you have any additional tips, please share them with us at talkbookishpodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram at talkbookishpodcast. Thank you so much for listening to Talk Bookish to Me. We'll be back every other Monday for more bookish talk. Come back and join us again in two weeks. Until next time, happy reading. Mm-hmm.